Welcome to Blended Family News, brought to you by blended-families.com. Welcome, everyone, to our celebration of Step Family Day. My name is Emily Bouchard, and I am the founder of blended-families.com, LLC, and along with two other expert coaches for Blended Families and Step Families, Sheena Berg and Yvonne Kelly. We are offering our services today as a gift to blended and step families around the world to support you all in having the best family experiences you can have. And we're so delighted to have folks on the call today and to also be able to offer answers to their questions to step families around the world. So we want to get started right away. And I'm going to start with Greg's question first. So Greg, I'm going to read out your question. And Greg, are you there? Hi, yes, I am. Great. Thanks for joining us. So what you wrote in was, how do I parent all the children in our blended family from a place of fairness but effectiveness? I like how you describe the differences in your styles. You say that you're more laid back and she's more type A. Yes. And your goal is to figure out a way to parent all the children without causing friction between the parents. Correct. You also have a really unique situation here. You said that this is your second marriage and you live 80 miles apart. Right. So uh, one question I have for you, oh, and the, let me get the context. She has a son who's 14, and you have two sons, 14 and 10. Is that correct? Correct. So to get a little background, how often are you all as a family under the same roof? Two times a month on a weekend during the school year. More often during the summer months, but during the school year, it's just two times a month as the five of us. Three times a month, I travel to her house. Once a month, she travels to my house. So every month, there's one weekend that we are the five in each other's house. And on those other weekends, is it that you all are with only your sons and then you're with her son? Or No, we worked it out so that our schedules coincide. So uh, every other weekend, we have the kids. On the weekends, I don't have the kids. She normally doesn't have her son as well. So you guys get some time together, too. You have like That's right, yeah. You have one weekend a month where you're together, maybe, too. Sure. Okay. Exactly. Well, what a unique situation. This is exactly why we called our site blended families as opposed to step families, because this is so extraordinary, all the ways that people divine how they need to be together and how what will work with them, given all the constraints for their families. This is amazing. So where does the conflict come up? When you guys are together, all five of you, under the same roof, sounds like one weekend a month, maybe two. Two weekends a month, right, yeah. Two weekends a month. What do you see happens? Where does the conflicts show up? Well, like I said, I'm, I'm much more laid back, and she is way more, I'll just say, present and aware of all the kids or the dynamics that's going on in the family. So, for instance, things like at the dinner table, I will not recognize that one of the kids is playing with their food or perhaps burped or something. You know, I, I would not condone burping at the dinner table at all, but, you know, I might be up just getting the milk and I miss the burp and w whatever it is, it does become a flashpoint and a trigger. She tends to parent her child and I tend to parent my children. And clearly because of my demeanor, I am a little laid back. Things do kind of roll off me much more. She takes things way more personal. A small situation can become quite, I don't want to say explosive, but can be way more severe than the actual situation, at least in my mind. Of course, you would have a contrary opinion on that. Well, it's a great example. You've just described what anybody listening to this can immediately, I mean, I wish we could see each other's heads nodding. Like, this is such a common experience. And 
there's actually some really great things you can do to start to shift it. And I have my pen here. <laughs> the fact that you are you have this awareness and you're seeking out answers is already a great start because any kind of change you want to make in life, 80% is just having the awareness that it's there. One of the things that I would strongly recommend to you all, since you're together so seldom, right. is to have some way of collectively, as a family, getting clear on what your intention is together. Setting clear family intentions. Like, who do we want to be together? How do we want this family to look? We have such a unique situation, and getting the kids on like, this is extraordinary. Like, how many of your friends have parents that love each other, married, and live 80 miles apart? Kind of stating that. Like, and, and in separate countries. Yeah. I'm in Canada, yeah. she's in the States, so we're not only just driving, we have to cross an international border with the post 9-11 world and former spouses. So it, yeah, it does kind of get complicated sometimes. So one of the things I would highly recommend is that first you and your, your wife, what is your name? Holly. So you and Holly get together and you get really clear on what your intentions are. I mean, you married, you had the intention of doing something really clearly as a couple and as a family. Mm -hmm. And you're willing to put out this energy and this sacrifice in a lot of different ways to make this happen. So what is it that you want to accomplish? What is it that you want your family to be like and look like? And get some lovely, you know, I almost talk about family mission statements. Like get a really clear guiding principle that guides you and how you operate and the choices that you make together. And mm -hmm. then once you two are on the same page, open that up to the boys and create a really great experience for all of you all. And I would recommend it in like a neutral territory because you've got the two different households. Right. I know in Canada, in Vancouver area, there's a, like a Peace Arch Park right next to the border. Right, sure, I know that. I don't know if there's a park or something near the border where you are, but someplace that's right there between these two countries, these two worlds, where you all can gather and get clear as a family about who you want to be together and really hear what it is that everybody in the family cares about and is concerned about what works for them and what doesn't. And then as a family, you have agreements together. And what happens with that is when these flashpoint experiences happen, you can have the reaction because they're going to happen anyway. But sure. then you can take a deep breath, maybe three breaths, remind everybody, okay, let's all slow down. What do we agree on? How do we want to work together? And what do we want to do about this? And you continually evoke this idea of we are a family. And what I love about what you're doing is I've never read a book I've never met anybody who's told me that they've done what you've done. And so what happens for me is I immediately think, wow, we're beginners and we're on an adventure and none of us have ever done this before. And with that kind of mood and attitude, you guys can be in discovery together about how does this work and what makes it work that we want more of. And what are the things that get in the way and how can we take care of those so that we can keep going forward with what we want to accomplish as a family. And I just have to tell you, that mood of discovery will do wonders for your family. And especially with Holly's reactions, if you can go into a place of discovery with her around, oh, wow, looks like that really got you. Do you need a few minutes before we look at how we might deal with this as a family? Or sure. do you want to jump into it right away? You know, where you're able to be in this mood of generously giving her the space to have that reaction flow through her, but where it doesn't need to necessarily guide with a rigid, this is how it has to be. Yeah, she does have a rigid personality at times. And in her defense, she would she is the only female in the house, two of which are teenagers, and they're doing nothing but growing and getting bigger and more mature. And, you know, the older boys are both in grade nine, so... There's a lot of social influences impacting on their lives now, which sure. we are desperately trying to stay on top and control and be equitable about things like cell phones for the 14-year-olds. 
Oh, yeah, those kinds of decisions are so important. And then you also have the other spouse, you know, the, the former spouses in the mix and what they think it should look like. And the more you and Holly can be on the same page and really show up as a united front in front of the boys, it'll be huge for them. And what you all need to be aware of is, right. especially, Greg, your role, you are role modeling for these boys right. how to be respectful and treat your wife with dignity and respect even as she has her emotions. Because yeah. you take it or leave it, that's what being in relationship with a woman means. Yeah. Right. I, I, I know. Today I can laugh about it. The weekend was a tough one, but today I'm laughing about it. You know. And to have that good sense of humor, to be able to take lots of breaths and you know, just, oh, here we go, okay, I wonder how long this one's going to last. But not in a way that demeans or brings her down, but more like, what can we do to support you? Right. And have it be a we. And then you're incorporating them and you're modeling how to be respectful and treating your wife with love and kindness and compassion for all of it, even as she goes into that swirl. Sure. And I, you know, I liken it to, you know, a rain cloud that comes in. It's like you, you don't need to take it personally. You just go to a place of, oh, okay, we got a bit of a storm that's come in. How do we want to flow with it, guys? What are our options we can do? Well, I mean, your metaphor is, is well taken because when the rainstorm comes in, she sets a negative vibe in the house and perhaps by my behavior, we all scatter. I start to cut the lawn, the kids go on a bike ride, we all get busy and stay out of our way. And there are times when, certainly for me, and perhaps my kids sense this, it's how can we survive the weekend here? Let's just survive the weekend and until Sunday night comes and we drive back or they leave. And on the, in the crisis weekends, that's the struggle that we all maintain. And I'm ultimately torn between you know, doing all the things that you asked, uh, that you just suggested, and or just dropping back and just not creating any waves, which is an old pattern of behavior from my oh, family. Oh, yeah. And so, Greg, again, you are, you are so not alone with this. I mean, that's why the Conquering Conflict ebook that we have right. on our um, blended-families.com website is really helpful because it gives you some new tools. And what you're describing is the difference between surviving in your blended family or right. thriving. Right. You know, and I don't want really to survive. I want to thrive. I mean, this is my yeah. second time. I'm not going through another divorce or another marriage. I'm not ever doing that again. This yeah. is it for me. We're, and the but, boys need to see that. They need to see that it's worth the effort. It's worth the work. And I can't even imagine the pain she's in when you know she's wanting to be understood and you guys all scatter. And it's like right. she's producing that pattern in her life. And she doesn't want to keep producing that either. So having having that foundation, and I really recommend having it and having that when you're in a good space together. Sure. And the neutral territory is so helpful because the houses are already so loaded. I often liken it to when you have these kind of experiences that happen over and over again. It's like you walk in the door and these gremlins are right above the door jam and they just jump on you the minute you come in. You know, the, yeah. I've got to walk on eggshells gremlin, and sure. the, there's nothing I can do that's going to make her happy gremlin. You know, like all those ones that grab you, and right. she's got hers too. And so the more you can create a foundation and say how we're doing it isn't working for any of us, yeah. let's really take a good look at it. And look at it like archaeologists. Let's take it apart. And if somebody starts to take something personally, you could kind of slow it down, say, look, we've never done this before. We're stumbling around. We're going to make mistakes. We want to do it the best we can. I don't know if you guys watch the Olympics at all, but sure. that's a great analogy for the boys especially is, you know, those athletes had to go through a lot of learning to get to the point of never having swum a lap to getting a gold medal. 
from never having getting on a balance beam to you know being able to do a flip on it. Like, that didn't happen overnight. There were lots of mistakes. How many times did they fall off? And these are experts, people that have done it for a long time. So it's more about how do we look at how to learn from the mistakes, how to learn from what's not working to get to where we want to go. And having a clear goal about what you want to accomplish as a family, what's your gold medal, makes it so that you can weather those storms in a very different way. Well, do you have any suggestions as how to make her she seems to be able, I'm sort of getting into other things here, she seems to be invested in holding on to the negative energy at all costs. It almost right. and seems yeah, like I she would, would rather be heard or, or right than happy. Well, and it's a great place to meet her and to really get at why that is the best option for her and to not make her wrong about it and to get that she learned that that's a really good strategy to use in life and to find out how it's worked for her, how it's served her, how it might not be working for her, what she'd love to be different, if it could be. Don't make her wrong for it, and don't matter from a place that she needs to change anything, but more from a place of, wow, I really get that this is where you come from. How does it work for you? Well, I say things almost verbatim. I recognize that her behavior is a result of her family unit and the, the crap that she went to as a child and her sisters and, yeah. and all of that, and, and she brings that to her life to this day and the, the estrangement from her mom and she is alone. She lives uh, several hundred miles away from, from her dad. A, so right, it's just me. Chosen. Yeah, she's chosen that and she's chosen to be married to a man that she's 80 miles away from. Yeah, and exactly. there's a whole dynamic at play and I, I really encourage you guys to dive into how do we want our life to look. Focus on the future goal that you want to have together and then look at how can we start looking at when these patterns show up with lots of valid reasons from the past so that we don't negate it, we don't make the person wrong for being that way, but more, oh, how can we do this differently and what could this look like? Well, yeah. great. Well, great, thank you. I'm so glad that you came to the call. We're gonna bring oh, you're so welcome, Greg. Thank you. This has been Blended Family News, brought to you by blended-families.com and their free Step Heroes newsletter, offering tips and resources to help you successfully merge your two families into one.